um, I'm, I have four great adult children. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He's definitely and he did run for Senate two years ago, what? Two years ago. Two years ago. So he was- Let's talk about the founding of the Distinguished Gentleman's Club. Absolutely, so uh, about eight years um, ago. Since you're a mother, so how many, how many children? Okay. And we just started saying that I was there African American, and they got this from our president. You know, they were voting. Uh, what were you doing with your job? The first or the second time? <laughs> we the first time. So I was like, I was in and out. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Awesome. So let's. So that, that really is a great place to transition. And who is sitting across from me or beside me is never going to sway that. Listen, man. One, I'm not going to cry on this episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, made it, I made it through all of these episodes. I think I've cried once. In Congress, what are, what are the things that you're most proud of accomplishing, you know, as a congressman and as whip? We'll talk with Yo, 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 yo. Hello, world, and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan when nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Now, for those who are new to the show, Real Talk with Rajan has a goal of shining a light on the great people and the great things that are happening right here in the low country. But tonight, first of all, I only have tonight, next Wednesday, and the Wednesday after that left in the show. That's all I got left. And it's getting real personal these next few these next few episodes, just because that's where we're going out, man. Y'all know real talk with John. We built a family here. Um, but family, you know, when you think about family, family can be people that, you know, is blood related to you. They can be people that, that you know, are not blood related to you. Um, and I've been blessed to have some of the best people, you know, around me that, you know, when I was a child and when I was a young man who, who, who kept me on the straight and narrow, who was, you know, not too, uh, not too, too proud or not too, too big to, to have a kid come over and spend the night at the house and, and just hang out and, and, and take them places. And this young lady that is coming on my show tonight is definitely one of those people. She is an author. She's a speaker. She's a survivor. She's like my mom's. I have four moms name, and she's one of the four. Shout out to my mom's hey. Stephanie Hockenhall. What's up, moms? Hey, What's hey, up, hey, man? Hey. <laughs> How you I'm doing? Been, I'm doing really good. I've been really excited about coming on this show. I am. I am so. I'm so excited. I was so glad when I finally was able to get you on because I, I had heard about your book. I saw you talking about your book coming out and everything, and I was like, I gotta get her on before I end this. So when I reached out, I was so glad that you were able to, to come on. So please introduce yourself to the audience. I am Stephanie Hawkinghall, and as Rajan said, I am an author. I'm a, a speaker. Uh, I'm an educator. I love to talk about bullying because that's my experience for many years. So um, I don't want to say too much right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you, Rajan, for having me on the show. And Rajan, yes, is like my son. I, yes, yes. You know him and Gene, uh, my son. Uh, I just think about you and you and Gene and Javar out there on the uh, tennis court singing, yep. and wherever y'all could get, y'all were singing. <laughs> And I think yes, about that sometimes, and it just makes me smile big because, you know, y'all are still singing. Uh, yeah. 
and I just, yeah. I just love it. I just love it. And y'all are doing big things. So I love that too. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, we love you. You know, I love you. We're not going to cry on this episode. I said on the intro, <laughs> right? And we, we're not crying tonight. <laughs> but right. um, please introduce, like, let them know. Uh, so, so where are you originally from? I am originally from Oklahoma, a small town uh, near Tulsa and near uh, Stillwater, uh, Oklahoma, where OSU is, Oklahoma State University. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about uh, 45, 30 to 45 minutes uh, from both. And it's like almost in the center of those two. Okay. Uh, Stillwater and Tulsa. It's a very, very small Indian town. Oh, wow. So, I, so and I never knew you were from Oklahoma. I yeah. always thought you were from Kansas. No. Jean and Keisha were born in Kansas. Jean and, and Keisha were born in Kansas. Yeah, and that's where all of my school years were, was in okay. Wichita. Yeah. Okay, I so what... I wasn't raised in Oklahoma. I was raised in Wichita my school years were there. Okay, so so what so what was your upbringing like? Did you have, like, two parents in the home, one parent? What would you like? What did you like to do? That whole thing. Um, I was in a one-parent. My mother raised us uh, most of our years by herself. Um, so... Um, it was me and, and two brothers. I'm the oldest. Um, and we uh, were raised, you know, in the church um, pretty much. And so we were always doing things with the church, you know, mm. youth group. And so those are the kind of things we did. It was it was very um, different being raised by only mom. But I mean, that's how we were. So, you know, we got used to it, of course. But she mm -hmm. was a really good mother really awesome. good mother single awesome. mother yeah and so what did you want to do when you were growing up oh i remember uh, telling mom when i was a kid that i wanted to be a nurse uh and she said girl because she was a nurse aide at one time mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, before i was born and she said girl that is not what you want to do you have to clean up after people <laughs> and then she told me different stories that she experienced as a nurse aide and so i was like okay yeah i don't want to do that <laughs> uh, yeah I, I can feel that i can feel yeah. that so, so, so go ahead i'm sorry i ended up getting in the healthcare field anyway and i took a lot of classes for nursing however when it came time for um for me to take the nursing classes um i would always back out because i was working full-time i had divorced and so i was working full-time and part-time and taking full-time hours at school so i mm. when it came to get in the nursing program I, I bowed out three times and i just couldn't i was like no i gotta work i gotta survive <laughs> right right so, so so what did you end up so you so what did you end up doing because if you if you didn't complete that what, what would you what, what were you getting to i i ended up getting my uh degree in uh, liberal arts and sciences um, okay. I took a lot of classes for women's study uh, so that I could learn different things about women uh, from a, di a different culture. Mm. I love that. So what was like your big, because I know a lot of people, like people take women's, women's studies. And honestly, that's one of those degrees that I think are really slept on. I, I, people like, they, they sort of say, oh, you went to school with women's studies, huh? Like mm -hmm. what, what was your biggest takeaway? What is your biggest like growth point from, from getting that degree? Uh, my biggest takeaway was learning how the different, uh, how different women uh, of different cultures, uh, how, you know, what their beliefs are, uh, what some of the things are that they do, and then learning how some of the cultures uh, are the same, like mm. Indians and, and Black people, um, they're, uh, some of the things that we do are similar. 
And it's, it's funny to say okay. that now because of what I just shared with you about where I'm from. Uh, so I guess I never really thought about that because I'm, like I said, I'm from an Indian town. Uh -huh. So, yeah. So it, it was just something learned about the different cultures and how, you know, they had similar uh, beliefs and similar likes and similar, you know, things that they believed in, you know, and did in life. Was there any, is there any particular reason that that stuck out to you as a thing that you wanted to learn about? Um, you know, I really don't know at that time why I chose uh, women's studies classes. I guess uh, it was just interesting to me because at that time at Wichita State University, they were just starting the women's studies programs. I understand mm. now that was back in 2013, 2012, 13. So I understand now that they have a lot more women's studies classes. I do not even know why um, I chose that, except for when I heard about it, I thought it was interesting. And I can't even right now think of what the first women's studies class was that I took. But yeah. I took a number, of, a number of them, you know, their religions, um, their uh, socioeconomic uh, beliefs and, and ways that they did things. So it was a lot of classes, but there was a whole lot more added after I took classes and graduated. Yeah, I'd imagine that that's got to be something that's got to be really um, probably probably be something for a good for a lot of men to take um, in terms in terms yeah. of understanding um, just a lot of this, a lot of psychological stuff and understanding um, sometimes we we I mean, we live in a paternal society. You yeah. know what I mean? So when you're able to really put it to, to, to frame it under, under the uh, the auspices of, you know, uh, how the woman's experience yeah. on this earth and, you know, like on this planet, like it's this completely different kind of thing. So yeah. I, I, I definitely will be interested in finding out more information about that kind of stuff, especially because I have four daughters yeah. and a wife. So yeah. um, being able to understand maybe certain things that I, I wouldn't otherwise be able to put together is yeah. always a good and being able to you know, like draw those those parallels between history. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you, you mentioned you have children, and I know how many children you have, but so tell them about your children. So I have two adult children. <laughs> um, we're always we're always children to our parents, always. Exactly. <laughs> when people ask me, do you have children? I say I have two adults. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I say I have a man and a woman, and they look at me like, what? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, Dean Williams is my son and Takesha Williams, I just, Keisha Williams is my daughter. Uh, I have five uh, grandchildren uh, from the age ranges of 10 to 18. The two boys are 10 and 18 and the girls are in between. They are 11, seven, 16 and 17. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so do they all live where you live or they like dispersed now? Uh, no, uh, Keisha and her kids live here. Uh, I live in Overland Park, Kansas, and they live here in Overland Park, Kansas. And then Gene and his family live in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, all right. So, when when you left, when last time I saw you, you were married. Yes. And then you got divorced. <laughs> yeah, when the when Gene and Keisha went to college, I went back to college. Uh, I had started daycare in my home because I was like, oh, my kids are gone because they mm -hmm. both went out of state. He, uh, I was living in Georgia and Keisha went back to South Carolina. So she mm -hmm. went to South Carolina State and Jean went to uh, an HBC, historically black college in uh, Memphis. Okay. Uh, so I was like, it's time for me to go back to school. 
so uh, I went back to school. And then uh, shortly after that, I, I, while I was getting ready to say, I, I started a daycare in my home. So once I started a daycare in my home, then I went back to college because I was like, I need more babies. And I wasn't about to have any. So that was the closest <laughs> to having some that I was going to get. So I went back to college. And then shortly after that, I divorced. And then I was like, why am I here in Georgia? I have no family here. My kids aren't here. Mm. My family is in Missouri and in Kansas and Oklahoma. So I didn't want to go back to any of them. So I moved to Texas for two years and tried it for myself and that didn't work. So I finally had to suck it up and move back to Wichita where I didn't want to move. But there was some unfinished business there that I needed to take care of for mm-hmm. growth, um, you know, for me to grow from uh, situations from the past. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was back in Wichita for 13 years and then I moved to Overland Park. So I've been here two years. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, because I always, I was like, I don't know what happened. But yeah. I'm, 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 I'm. Thank you for for sharing that because I was like, I don't know what happened. I yeah, it was cool. But yeah. um, but but I definitely understand like that. Those things happen as well, you know. Yeah. Um, so how do you decide? Okay, now I, I want to become a writer. Like, where where did where did that come from? Because I don't remember you like. I remember being like, you know, in the kitchen and like Miss Stephanie in there, you know, like <laughs> writing writing books or nothing. So where did that come from? Um. You know, I do not know. I, I, what I did do in uh, 2017, I believe, I started a, what I wanted to do was uh, get some local authors in, in, you know, in the local area uh, that, and help them to um, put out their books to, you know, get well known in the, in the uh, community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started that. Uh, and then I would have them speak about their books and then I'd have them do a book signing and then uh, we would read their book and then we would talk about their book and then I would invite the next author. So I was doing that, like I said, so that people can get to know them in the area. Mm-hmm. Somehow out of that, I ended up uh, writing a book, but I didn't start even start writing a book until I moved to Overland Park, Kansas. So last year i was in overland park for almost a year and then i uh moved made a move in overland park still in overland park and i saw a boot camp on facebook and i was like i got to do that i i just felt it you know Mm -hmm. the call to do that so i wrote my book in 11 days wow yeah through the boot camp but the March before, in March 2019, I did a workbook about bullying, uh, mm-hmm. and it was about 31 pages. And um, so I, I just ended up uh, revamping that, adding some stuff to it, and publishing it in February. I published my self-published my first book in September of last year. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah, so amazing. I, I'm just thinking, you know, well, because I, uh, you know. Uh, wrote my book (laughs) you know now it was time for uh I I I really don't know how all of that came about but I'm I'm just glad that it happened because I I had that in me and I needed to get it out to be able to share it with other people when you write what you know it comes like when you write what you know (laughs) so so what so what was the topic what's the topic of your book I mean we haven't really talked about the book yet but what's what's tell us about the book sorry Okay, no, that's fine. Uh, the name of the book is Trouble on the Inside, and it is about workplace bullying. 
Mm. Well, I um, experienced bullying in the workplace and relationships and church. Um, and then um, I talk about, I don't know if you knew this or not. I don't think you knew Gene then because it was in junior high school. Um, he was bullied. Mm. Uh, and so I talk about to school age children, I talk about his experience and how I was there to support him yeah. uh, through his bullying experiences. Um, and then how his classmate, he had a classmate, they were both 12, sixth grade, and she committed suicide. So, wow. yeah. So I never I, knew that. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was bullied in, uh, in high school too. I remember that. Yeah. So then we put him in private school and then we put him, took him back to high school, mm -hmm. uh, public high school. And then we put him back his senior year, put him back in private school. Yeah. So uh, and I didn't know during that time that I was being bullied. What was happening to me was mm -hmm. that I was being bullied, too. So wow. now that I know that um, I finally use my voice as of December 2017, and I've been educating people about bullying. It really I, I happens in all age ranges. People think it's just adolescence, but I tell them no. It starts <laughs> at toddlers. When they're pushing and biting each other, that's physical bullying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, seniors, I worked a lot with seniors. I did work in the healthcare field. I just wasn't a nurse. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the healthcare field, I watched the seniors bully each other. They didn't, you know, they were antisocial bullies pushing each other away from the table. No, you can't sit there. Somebody else is sitting there. So, yeah. So it's in all age ranges. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Bullying comes in all ages. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, for those who may be saying, what, what does it look like, you know, workplace bullying? Can, can you sort of elaborate on that? Yeah. Workplace bullying is someone talking uh, down to you, insulting you about your job. Uh, maybe what you're doing or, or what you're not doing, but insulting you, you know, in front of a lot of people um, or just insulting you, period. Uh, a lot of people don't have to be around. It can just be you and them, but talking down to you to make you feel like you uh, are less than uh, wow. and your work is less than. Yeah. Um, that is one form of workplace bullying. And then cyberbullying is a big thing. So emails, you know, you cyberbullying, you, you bully in emails, uh, talking down about people, uh, insulting them. Uh, so just talking to people in controlling ways. Mm. Yeah. What about, so what if, what if, you know, you, cause, cause you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, rhetoric around, you know, why marriages don't last the way they used to. Yeah. Um, I have my own thoughts on that, but I, I was, I was, I was wondering if, if maybe, you know, we all, you know, hear about, you know, why did, you know, Big Mama and, and Granddaddy, they stayed together for 70 79 <laughs> years. Can, can you speak to, you know, what maybe, you know, created the, the circumstances that allowed a person, because I'm pretty sure Big Mama was going through her own, you know, um, bullying. Can you speak yeah. to, you know, sort of the dynamics that, have, that may have led to that um, change in dynamics society-wise? Okay. Um... A lot of times uh, people uh, back then um, and even now people stay together because they don't want to be by themselves. So they stay and they take and put up with uh, things. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're happy at all. Uh, in fact, they are unhappy, but they just don't want to um, get out and try on their own to make it. 
uh, that was part of my hesitation of getting out of my divorce. Um, how am I going to make it? How will I survive? So we tend to stay in relationships, putting up with things that are not necessarily good for us and yeah. that are toxic um, just to uh, not have to experience life on our own. So we, mm. we put up with a lot of things that, that aren't good for us uh, sometimes. So yeah, they might be cussing each other out all the time or, or big mama might have a gun, <laughs> you know, and, and he might be scared of her, you know. Right, right. So um, those are the kind of things that, you know, that has happened and that, that keep people in relationships, you know, even though, you know, and then the person that is taking uh, the abuse uh, and taking the bullying, uh, they take that because they don't uh, understand that it is bullying. They don't understand that they don't have to take it. They don't have a voice mm. uh, for themselves. And that's one of the reasons I'm so happy now that I can talk uh, and be a voice yeah. for those that bully because I wasn't always that way. I was a people pleaser. So I put up with a lot. I took a lot thinking people would be nice to me. Mm. You know, if, even though they're mean to me, if I be nice to them, maybe they'll be mean to me. That's not how that works. Wow. You have to use your voice. That's real. Yeah. So so when you're doing so when you're doing your speeches and stuff, um, do you have like a particular story that stands out to you as you like, you know, a, a certain moment of impact that maybe you've been able to make? Um, I have for me, for myself, um, a story, one of my stories or just a story that uh, has helped people. Um, no, like, like maybe somebody came up and told you, you know, how it helped them to, to hear, you know, you talk about your story and how, how it helped you. Uh, yeah, uh, I have had a number of people tell me that they didn't know that certain things that I share uh, are, is bullying, just like I didn't either. I mean, once I start educating myself, my eyes were open. So a lot of people have came to me after speaking. Uh, after hearing me speak and saying, you know, I did not know I was being a bully or I did not know this person was bullying me. Uh, and I do have a lot of people that even after I share the information, they say, well, I'm not a bully, you mm. know, and I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. Well, you still believe a lie because, <laughs> because just gossiping about somebody or insulting somebody, yeah, you know, those things are bullying. So uh, I, I don't know people that don't do that. It's, it's not, you know, whether it's on purpose or not, you know, we do it. So what it's about is recognizing what you're doing, uh, acknowledging it, and then choosing to change it and not do mm. it anymore. So even though I educate about it, I still find myself bullying sometimes. And I'm like, oh, no, that is not how I want to treat people. That yeah. is not how I want to be treated. So my focus is always telling people, be kind to each other and treat others the way you want to be treated. So those are my two big things that I really say a lot. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And I think it's, yeah. I think it's, it needs to be said, you know, far more often. And I, I want yeah. to thank you for using your voice to even thank shine you. a light on that kind of thing. So how, how is your life different now that you, you know, you've been able to identify these things, you've been able to, you know, to build on it, you're starting to write about it, you're talking about it. How is your life different now? My life is so different uh, because uh, now I know, um, I understand when it's time to say something and when to ignore things because a lot of people say and do things to get you to, to you know, argue with them. And that's not what I'm about. Um, my life has changed. I'm not a people pleaser anymore. 
So I listen to things. I see how things are done. I'm able to speak up even for other people uh, now and say, that's not nice. Would you want them to treat you that way? That was never me, you Mm. know, and for me to be able to say that uh, for myself, that's big too. So it's changed my life a lot. I'm a lot more at peace (laughs) because I understand what bullying is. I see it, you know, clearly. And I, you know, deal with it at the time. Sometimes I ignore it, you know, when I need to, I address it because, you know, as they say, pick your battle. So sometimes it's not even worth saying anything. So uh, it's changed my life tremendously. I I feel a lot better. Uh, I feel a lot lighter um, as far as peaceful uh, Mm -hmm. because I have this information, because I have this knowledge. I'm I'm able to live a, a more peaceful life. Wow, that's yeah. that's amazing. That that sounds like something we should all aspire toward. Um, yeah. So now I don't, we're gonna come back to the book, but <laughs> I want you to tell the people of the people watching what it was like knowing me growing up. <laughs> 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 that's such hey. an arrogant question. I'm sorry. That's okay, Rajan. You remember. One time, I do not even remember what was going on. When I think about you, sometimes I think about this and I just have to laugh. But one time I had a lot on my mind and you said, mom, you all right? And I said, oh, Rajan, I am wearied in the multitude of my counsel. (laughs) (laughs) And you said, whoa, I like that. I'm gonna have to use that. (laughs) That's me. Yeah, man. That's so, funny. So I remember, I remember that uh, that time. Um, but it was so much fun all the time. You know, when you and Jabbar came over, and how to see Dean light up. You know, to have some friends, especially because of the bullying yeah. you know, that he experienced for so many years. You know, y'all were his friends, and y'all made him happy. You know, yeah. he was excited when y'all were around, and. And to see y'all three together just always, like I said, made me happy. So, um, re- <laughs> <Hey, Jamar. laughs> I texted him and told him you were on. I texted hey, him and told him you were on. Listen, I like you. You absolutely right though. But like as much as as much as you know, um, you know, like you don't you don't know like the impact. Me and Jay still. Me and Jay still still talk about when we get together, we still talk about those fun times, you know, on the tennis court, you know, singing. I think it was like nine, ten o'clock at night when we were singing at that tennis court that night, yes. one of those nights. <laughs> and we was out there singing our hearts out. And people were yes. so nice. People were so nice to us. Nobody told us to shut up or nothing like that. But I, I remember like just coming to your house and just always knowing that when we came by, you know, you you would always look out for us and make sure we were good. And you treated us like we were yours. Like it was yeah, there was no there was no um, distinction and no separation. Like, you know, my kids do this. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. If Gene and Keisha don't want to do this, yeah. they, then Rajan and Javar are going to do this with Gene and yeah. Keisha. Yeah. And you you never you never treated us like outsiders. And that's, that is the greatest testament yeah. and testimony for me to the person that you have been to me in my life. And, and, and Jay would say the exact same thing. He said, tell yeah. them about our amazing singing mama. Um, I did, Javar, before you came on, I was telling them how y'all were in the tennis court and wherever y'all could be on the tennis court and wherever y'all could be, y'all were singing. In Jean's room, wherever y'all could be, y'all were singing. And I just love that. And and I miss that 
Hey, uh, Rajan, I just thought about something else. Um, what? <laughs> when y'all came over after Thanksgiving one time and I fixed turkey spaghetti for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the and you said, I never heard of this before. No. Nope. And you really liked it. So, yeah. Yeah. I just that's just something else I thought about too. But <laughs> it was always so, like I said, so much fun and meant a lot to me. You know, when you and Javar would come over, just to see the smile on Gene's face and how happy he was, you know, to have friends. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> the good old days. And then just thinking about, um, you know, everything that y'all did was just y'all were sticking together, and that yeah. that meant a lot to me. And yes, um, you remember when I had Gene's going away party, uh, not mm -hmm. going away party, but his uh, graduation, <laughs> his graduation little party. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that not long ago, you know, what I gave him, you know, giving him the condoms. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And you, wow. and, Javar, you and Javar knew what that was before he even <laughs> got the paper off. And he's like, why are y'all laughing? <laughs> I'm like, I need you to be covered up, son. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what you're doing when you're not around me, but I'm going to help right. you out. <laughs> see, and see, and, and, and to that testament, Gene, Gene has kids after me. So yeah. it worked, mom. Congratulations. Because <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> my oldest is 19. Fun. Wow. My oldest is 19. She'll be 20 this year. Yeah, I've already been 20 this year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's wow. crazy. Um, yeah, but that, I, I definitely wanted to make sure we talked about those because those are definitely some good times, man. Just, yeah. just great, great times hanging out in the Air Force Base and yes. just being like, being out there. Like, it, it was dope, dope. But yeah. the book, right? So where can, where can they find the book? Okay, um, the book you I uh, purchased my books. You can purchase them on Amazon. Uh, Trouble on the Inside is my book, and this book is about workplace bullying. And my suit on them is Authoress Stephanie Lynn. Oh, I see what you and, did there. Cause I'm like, I can't find <laughs> Stephanie Hawking Hall. Yes, it's it's Stephanie Authoress Stephanie, and then here's my workbook. Uh, bullies, a heart examination is needed, and my pseudonym, of course, authoress Stephanie Lynn. So you can purchase these on Amazon. Uh, you can buy them from me. You can uh, inbox me on my Facebook uh, page or Instagram, which uh, everything is love misunderstood. Insti Thank you. Uh, everything is love misunderstood institute, uh, which is my nonprofit organization. If you buy the books from me. I sign the books and then I ship the books out to you. Yes. So I would rather them buy it. I'm only putting this up here because I want them to be able to see what the book looks like. Okay. But I would rather them purchase the book from you um, because I do know you get a bigger cut if you order it, if they order it straight from you. Yeah. So make sure if you can inbox her or you can they email you. Yes. Uh, What's you your can, email address? I'll you can email me at, at real love misunderstood at gmail.com. So real and then love, misunderstood. At gmail.com. Yes, please make sure you go out and buy it. Um, buy it, in, email her, let her send you the, bo the book. Um, Amazon's cool and all, but we don't get sponsorship. We don't have a sponsorship with Amazon. So, you know, we're not trying to like build them up. But I did want to make sure I showed y'all what the cover looked like. All right, Thank Trouble you. on the Inside by Authoress. Stephanie Lynn, that's her yeah. pseudonym because she is <laughs> fancy. 
and fancy people have pseudonyms. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a pseudonym yet. I got I got maybe I should get a pseudonym. I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm missing. It's funny before <laughs> but, I, I put the, the book. Go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. Before I put the book out, I was like, what's my name gonna be? Because um, you know, I don't want to use my last name because uh just because it, the marriage didn't work out doesn't mean I'm not gonna get married again. I would right. love to be married again. So what name? can I use that? I don't have to change mm -hmm. again. And then I heard authoress. I'm, let me get the dictionary. I looked at authoress. I was like, Hey, I like this. Name. <laughs> <laughs> so authoress is just simply a female author. Um, All right. And so a lot of people don't know that. And then, so I just added my first and middle name. So nice. I, my name is always going to be Stephanie Lynn, no matter what. <laughs> That's right. So you got plans on getting married, Miss Stephanie? Um, uh, no, I don't have any plans. I'm not even dating right okay. now, uh, right. but I am available. Uh, oh, okay. And, <laughs> and I, you know, I uh, have been focusing more, not on marriage or dating or anything like that, but focusing on uh, getting my, <laughs> from the girlfriends, <laughs> uh, but focusing on getting myself together, my yeah. life together so that I'm on a road, you know, where I'm not dependent on somebody else, but that I have my own thing going on. Uh, and then whoever he is, he has his own, own thing going on and we'll bring our things together and All we'll, right. you know, do it together. So that's, that's my hope and my focus. Right? So dating or wow. anything like that has not even been on my mind. It's just right, how can it... I get myself together and how can I learn more about me? Right, right. So... If y'all are watching this show and you thinking about dating my moms, um, <laughs> you 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 got some people to go through before you can get to her. Yes, so you gotta you gotta check <laughs> you gotta check in, homeboy. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and That's no weirdos. Right. No weirdos. We don't do weirdos right. at all. At, at all. Sam, <laughs> this has been fun, moms. This has been really fun. Um, any parting thoughts before we close? How how can they find you? Are you on social media? Yes, on all my social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, and even YouTube, uh, you can find me under Love Misunderstood Institute. Um, right. And my personal page is Stephanie Terrell Hawkenhall. Um, okay. Yeah, so, but you can find me on all those platforms and get in touch with me by going, looking for Love Misunderstood Institute. All right. All right, man. Any, any parting thoughts? Um, I would just like to say thank you, Rajan, for inviting me. I'm glad you got me on before you closed out. I was surprised to hear that you were not going to do any more shows. I'm looking forward to hearing you and your mom do the show next week. Are y'all still doing the show together? Yeah, May 12th, we're doing it. Next week, I okay. have Dr. Jenny Stevens and then my mom the following week. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what that's like i i love the the mom son combo kind of thing uh yeah. the mom the mom child you know yeah. even though yeah. adult child you know what i'm saying yeah i just yeah. think that's yeah. so wonderful uh dads and daughters i i just love to see that kind of stuff so um i just want to encourage everybody to uh use your voice uh not allow anyone to bully you and then when you realize uh that you're bullying someone else uh in other words that you're controlling them uh recognize and acknowledge what you're doing and choose to change it remember to treat everybody the way you want to be treated 
and be kind to others. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. I, 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 I guess I want to close by telling you, thank you. Um, thank you for being a part of my village. Um, you know, I, I get so much, um, you know, not to be arrogant, but I get a lot of, you know, props for stuff that I do, but understand that the way I look at children and the way I see youth um, a lot of people saw me and um, a lot of people saw promise in me and a lot of people saw things in me and they sold into me. And you are definitely one of those people. Um, I will love you forever for it. And I, Aww, I cannot thank, thank you. you enough for the things that you've sold into me and Javar. I'm talking for Javar as well. Um, yeah. Like, because we still talk about y'all. We still talk about those times together. And I hope, I hope, I hope one day, we're able to make you as proud um, of us as you made us happy to know you. So thank you. And I am very proud of, of you and seeing what you're doing, uh, knowing that you have a nonprofit, knowing that you are helping, uh, you know, young men uh, to uh, become better men, uh, yeah. you know, um, and, and I'm really proud of you for, for doing that, for having your nonprofit and for teaching and for getting educated and for doing all that you've done. And Jabbar, I know you're still there. You're singing. Uh, I love you too. <laughs> you know, you're singing. Um, I don't, I haven't seen you on, on Facebook uh, too much uh, showing that you're singing, but Jabbar, the way he talks and is what he puts on Facebook. And I'm just laughing as if I'm right here <laughs> hearing it come out of his mouth. Yep. I'm like, oh, that Geechee. I just love it. <laughs> You are welcome, Eva. Thank you. So uh, I, I am very proud of y'all. I'm very proud of you, Jean, Jabbar. You know, y'all are doing things and, and stayed out of trouble. Uh, that's big. Yes, uh, and I absolutely love it. And I'm very thankful. Very yes, thankful. Yes, ma'am. We got we to gotta do it. We got to get together. I, I don't know where we're going to do it at yet. But me and Jean, Jean wanted us to come out to his birthday last year, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we weren't able to we weren't able to, to get out there. But we definitely plan on doing something where we can we can get out there and hang out and kick it, Jay. You know what he is. <laughs> he is. Oh, Javar, um, you you crack me up with, with that. And I'm taking my time reading like I'm just learning to read to try to read. <laughs> <laughs> and so that makes it even more funny. And then to just hear him once I yep. take my time and read everything and say, oh, this is what he's saying. Then I'm laughing because I can hear his voice actually saying it. Yeah. So it's, yep. it's even more funny. So thanks again, Rajan, for having me on the show. Uh, no I problem. appreciate you. Um, yes, God bless you and keep doing what you're doing. I'm excited for you and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you're with that, welcome. we're, we're going to close, man. I want to thank everybody thank for watching. Um, thank you so much to moms, a.k.a. Stephanie Hockenhall, a.k.a. Stephanie Lynn, the <laughs> authorists, authorist Stephanie Lynn. Can you get her book? Thank you. Please go out and get her book. Go get her book. Go get her book. Yeah. Go get her book. Yeah. Say that again. Um, because it's important. And make sure you email her. You can email her at misunderstood at gmail.com. She will sign it. She will send it to you. You have your own personalized copy. Um, because it's going to be worth a lot of money one of these days. So please go ahead and and, and do that. Um, thanks, to everybody, for watching. Um, like I said, we only got two more of these to go. Next week, uh, we have Dr. Jenny Stevens, who's my boss at the Center for Heirs Property Preservation. She's been watching me grow and develop in the last two years. 
Um, she agreed to be one of my last guests, and I'm grateful for it. In my final episode, I think I'm going to make it a two a two hour episode because we're going out. So I'll open the lines. I'll have people call in. Um, I'll open have people come in uh, to the to, to the video and just talk about their experience with the show. But my, that show will be co-hosted with my mom. Maxine Lewis is coming through. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking and, you know, she's going to cry and stuff because my mom does that. My mom is a crier. So if anybody's <laughs> ever seen me cry, it's because my mom cries a lot and she's going to cry on the show. I can guarantee <laughs> it. Set your clocks. I'm telling you she's going to cry. But um, yeah, so so I'm excited. Um, tune in. That'll be uh, May 12th. May 12th will be the final episode. And then we'll be out of here, man. I'll probably make a big announcement that night about the next thing. All right. That's all I'll say about that. All right. With that being said, y'all always remember, oh, make sure you leave a, a review, five-star review if you liked it. Um, if you like it, if you loved it, five-star review. And let me know why you liked it. Leave a review. If you didn't like it, leave a five-star review and tell me why you didn't like it. I'll read it anyway. Um, and always remember, man, that God is everything and without him, we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, He's bound to fall for anything. Now, that is real talk. I will see y'all next Wednesday. Peace. Thank you.